Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 288 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Lexi. Lexi lives in Boise, Idaho, where she is a stay-at-home mom who homeschools her four boys. They are aged 7 through 15 years old. So, Lexi, I just have to tell you as a little side note, I'm sure you're starting to get the the teenager odor. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can just imagine it now. Anybody who's had teenage boys at home knows what I Mm -hmm. mean. Between them and their friends. Uh, Oh, the friends. (laughs) Then there's like a whole Uh bunch of other smells in the mix. But... Exactly. Um, Lexi also has a YouTube channel called Mom Fasting, which I love. So welcome, Lexi. 
Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And just this is so crazy to be here. I've listened to all of the episodes and I appreciate every single one. So yeah. Well, I'm glad. I love doing them. It's like, I can't believe that this is my job or like, this is a job. How could this be a job? That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I just love to talk to people. So I get to yeah. do that for a living. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Okay. Well, I'm going to do the like long story version (laughs) since that's why we're here, right? Yes. So I would say as a child, I was not particularly overweight. I remember a couple instances. I think everybody has like body image issues when they're a little just from like my brother was 18 months older than me. And at one point I was taller than him. And so we went to the doctor and I weighed more than him. And so he made fun of me, but I was also taller than him. So it made sense, you know, and he was just like a stick figure. So, you know, things like that you remember. But overall, I think I was pretty like just healthy and had a pretty healthy like mindset around food and didn't ever go through like dieting when I was a kid. I did have like the freshman 15 in college just because of too much brownie mix and cheese. Like (laughs) I had five roommates and we all had like our mom's casserole recipes and (laughs) just, I ate a lot of cheese and brownie mix. So the freshman 15 was a real thing for me as well. And it had to do with, we call at Wake Forest, we had our dining hall, we called it the pit. uh And I don't know why, I guess because you went walk down into it. And then we had something called the snack pit which was open mm. late at night. So you'd go to the nice. pit Perfect. the snack pit. And in the snack yeah. pit, it was like cheeseburgers and pizzas and <laughs> all yes. the time. All the good and, fuel I mean, we'd be like bored <laughs> and we'd head on up there at 10 p.m. to the snack pit. Right. Good times. But yep, the yep. freshman 15 came, yep. came along. Yeah. But then I just kind of, it was one of those things where I never like weighed myself. I just kind of realized, hey, my clothes don't really fit. And then I think I did some exercise with my roommates and I was a swim instructor all throughout college in the summers. And so it just came right off. And I don't think I ever had a problem after that until I got married. And I think I gained a little bit of weight right after I got married. And I think it was just because I wasn't used to like married life, like cooking for someone every night. And like, I lived in a small town where I didn't know a lot of people. So I think I probably just focused more on cooking every night (laughs) than anything else. And I think also now that I look back, like going on birth control, I think that mm kind of had some effect as well. But also, so then I got pregnant nine months after I got married. So pretty soon. And I gained 55 pounds in my first pregnancy. So that was like a lot. And so I started my pregnancy probably like mm, about 10 pounds heavier than when I got married. And then I gained 55 pounds. So it definitely was like a lot really fast after not really being, you know, overweight right. in my life. And yeah, I just remember being shocked, like going in. I know some other people have talked about this being in the delivery room and they make you get on the scale and my husband's standing right there, you know. There's... Did you actually have to stand on a scale? Yeah, I did. And uh, he was right there. And they're like, 222 pounds. Uh, and my see, husband that's just is rude. rude. <laughs> it's terrible. My husband's a skinny guy like your husband. Right. So 
he he was just like, whoa. I know, I too. <laughs> I like, thank you. Well, when I had Cal, the bed weighed you. So like yeah. the bed just literally weighed you and you didn't have to see any numbers or say any numbers. But when I had Will, I can remember the nurse calling in over the intercom saying, how much do you weigh? And it's I'm like, terrible. I can't say it out loud. My husband's in the room. But you had to actually get on the scale. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, rude awakening. And then I, so I had four kids and with it, with each kid, I basically settled like five to 10 pounds heavier, like started each pregnancy heavier, but I don't, I don't remember ever really worrying about it too much because I always knew I was going to have more kids. Right. So it was kind of like, oh, well, I'll worry about it one day when I'm not having kids anymore, you know? And so then when we had our fourth, I was like, okay, this is our last for sure. And I knew I needed to like do something for for real, like for sure. And oh, by the way, so I'm five eleven, so I am tall. And I think after my last child, I ended up around one ninety. Okay. So yeah, and I just kind of tried this and that. I never did any like crazy crazy diets. I would sort of do. I heard someone else say the same thing, like the cheap version of one of the mainstream diets. Right. Like I would I would research what it was and like do my own version of it. So I did that with like some things and just sort of yo-yoed basically. Do you remember some of the ones that you tried? So there was this one called the ideal protein diet and it was basically like just protein, like no fat, no carbs. Did it have just shakes protein. or something? And yes, like you there go were buy shakes. the shakes. I, I'm trying to yeah. imagine you that You were supposed one. to buy the shakes. I think I just got my own shake. Right. And then there were like bars and like puddings, just like high protein, low fat, low sugar, just gross, you know, super expensive. Anyway, so I lost weight really fast on that. But I remember just feeling miserable. Yeah. Like, And it was also like, I remember people complimenting me and feeling miserable about that because Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, like, why is everyone so positive? And I feel like garbage right now, you know, like, it's just one of those things where you're like, is this how I have to be to be like praised and accepted, you know? And it's kind of a miserable feeling. So I just remember that one pretty distinctly. And then I think after that one, though, that was actually in between my pregnancies. So I got pregnant after that. So it didn't really click whether or not I regained weight fast. Because it was all just coming and going. And with four boys at home, you're just in survival mode with those little ones. (laughs) I can just imagine. Oh, exactly. So at some point, I was just watching some other lady on YouTube that had nothing to do with health and lifestyle, but she was doing keto. So I was like, I kind of, that's how I learned about keto from her. And I decided to try it. And this was just kind of funny because it was before I was about to turn 35 and we were going to renew our life insurance. And so I was like, I need to lose weight so that we can get a better rate on our life insurance. (laughs) And I needed to do it before we turned 35 because, you know, you're like in that bracket or whatever. So that's why I started doing keto. And I think I did it for six weeks and I lost weight pretty quick. I lost how much I needed to weigh to get into like a healthy BMI to do the, you know, they come over to your house and they like do all the measurements and everything. So I made that and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I feel great. I actually did feel great on keto, but I did it a really simple way. I just kind of chose all the foods that were like naturally low carb and I didn't like obsess about counting things or anything like that. It was just Anyway, I kept it really simple and clean. And so I did feel really good. 
But then right after that, my husband and I went on an anniversary trip to Universal Studios. And I just totally forgot about my weight and I forgot about keto and I forgot about everything. I'm like, okay. And then it was like my birthday and Christmas and I just was like, whatever. And I was totally in that diet mindset where like, you just lose weight and then you stay that way forever, right? (laughs) That's how it works. (laughs) I can remember the first time I realized that wasn't true. I was talking to my stepmother and I was doing some crazy diet and I'm like, I got there. I lost the weight. She's like, well, now Uh it's the hard part. And I'm like, what? What? No, no. I lost the weight. It's going to stay uh-huh. off. And of course it didn't. I gave right. it all back surprise, plus more. Surprise. Yeah. Thank you intermittent fasting though for making that a thing of yeah. the past. But you're right. When you're trapped on exactly. that diet yo-yo, mm-hmm. it always comes back. Yeah. So after like New Year's, I got on the scale and I was up to 200 pounds, wow. which I had never been before outside Other of pregnancy. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute, what? And so that was shocking, like to be up 25 pounds in those few months. But I was like, well, keto worked really well for me. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to go back on keto. So this was 2018 now. And I did, I did for a while. And I was kind of, but I was in this mode where I would like make compromises and deals with myself. I'm like, well, maybe I'll do keto during the week and then I'll go off on the weekend or like just for this holiday or, you know, just really like off and on, off and on. And then unfortunately, my mom, she had 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 been diagnosed with brain cancer in 2004. And so she had a long road of just surgeries and chemo and radiation. And so in 2018, she really declined and went into hospice. And at that point, you know, I was still trying, but I was like, no, I can't anymore because I was living in Nevada and she was up in Utah. So I was going up there like almost every weekend and of course, just really emotional. So I pretty much by the end of that, before she, she did pass away in July, um, I just had abandoned it. And then Mm -hmm. my grandma, my dad's mom passed away like a couple months later and then my grandpa six oh, no. weeks after that so it was a rough year and it, it was just awful. definitely yeah the last it thing was, you want to do is diet right exactly I just it was too much mental energy yeah. to like think about you know being like traveling and with all the emotions it was just too much yeah. so anyway but after all of the dust settled from that I did try to go back to keto so still kind of back and forth and on and off And then what really like ended keto and sprung me into intermittent fasting was I, at this point I had like heard about fasting because keto and fasting kind of go hand in hand. Especially right back then, 2018, they they were uh like so intertwined. In fact, to the point that people would come into our Facebook groups that were keto and intermittent fasting. And they're like, if you're not also doing keto, you're wasting your time. And I'm like, not quite, but okay. Right. I have, (laughs) yes, definitely heard that. Yes. So we were going to go on a trip to Disney World. And again, my weight was up. So I think I was about like, about like, I know I was at 198 exactly before this trip. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do OMAD for 10 days and keto before my trip. And so I did that because I wanted to lose weight for the trip, right? Right. Because that's smart. And um, (laughs) it's going to change your life, Lexi. (laughs) Well, because I did, I knew I was going to gain weight right. on the trip, so I didn't want to gain as yeah. much. Right. I get it. <laughs> this I've is the logic, there. but you'll yeah. see how that works out. Yeah. So anyway, so I did OMAD and keto, and then I actually did like a two-day fast at the end of it because I was just like, I feel fine. Like, 
because I, like when you're on doing fasting and keto, the hunger is really, really low. And so I actually just did this two day fast. And then I went on my trip and guess what? When I, oh, and I lost 10 pounds. Right. So I was like down to 188. But then I went on the trip. First of all, felt terrible I because I had been going from keto to eating all of the crappy carbs that yep. you can possibly imagine all day long, you know, so no fasting, no nothing. And so I came back and then I weighed myself and I was at 203 pounds. Oh. So I regained all of it plus some, oh. <laughs> you know, that's what that cra- and, those crash diets always yeah. do that, right? Can they come back I, with and, friends? But, and it makes sense now because I'm like, well, of course, a lot of it was water weight. And if right. I had gone back to something sensible, I'm sure it would have come off. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't just like, I can't do the yo-yo anymore. I can't be like on and off and on and off. I need to do something that I can just do all the time, you know, no matter what. And so I, you know, by that time I'd learned just about fasting and people that didn't do keto and fasted. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just, just going to fast. And I, I wasn't clean fasting, hadn't learned about you at this point. Because all the people that I followed were not clean fasting. Yeah, the keto community, they're all putting the MCT oil and the butter and the cream and the exogenous ketones, right? All that. Well, it wasn't even that for me because I don't drink coffee. So it was, I was drinking like the flavored sparkling water and the the Zevia, like the Stevia sweetened sparkling water and gum. And that's pretty much it. So that summer of 2019, I again, I was just really inconsistent because I was like, it's like, I think I need to do OMAD, but I don't want to do OMAD every day. So I was like, I'm going to switch off between two meals a day and one meal a day. And on the weekends, I'll do 16, eight or whatever. I don't know. And I just think between not clean fasting and between being so inconsistent, it was just really, really hard. And I actually gained more weight. And, you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, it makes sense because coming off of keto for all that time and then going back to eating everything. I think I just had really bad insulin resistance Probably. at this point. Yeah. You know. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. 
If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. And yeah, so I was like, well, this is just crazy. Like, you were gaining weight. What is, That's not what you yeah, want, I'm like, right? What is, what is happening? And how can I even ever make this a sustainable? Like, I, I need to do something consistently, you know? And so I had learned about alternate day fasting from a guy on YouTube, and I never thought I would do it. I was like, that just sounds insane. Like, you don't eat for an entire day. How can you live, you know? But then I, well, and because it just seemed like the pattern of doing it every other day just sounded so like crazy with your life. Like having one weekend day a day that you didn't eat, I was like, I can't do that. But then I saw this girl on YouTube who had lost 50 pounds doing four, three. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, like I can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I can have every weekend, you know? And so the idea just like appealed to me and I was like, I have to try this. And this was in September of 2019. And so I did, I was like, I'm going to start alternate day fasting for three. And that's what I did. And I thought it was going to be really, really hard. I thought I was going to absolutely hate it. I was like, I just have to do something. I don't care if I'm going to hate it. Like I'm going to struggle through it. And I, I kind of committed to do it for like six months. I was like, I'm going to do this for six months. And if I'm not dying, I'm going to keep doing it. Like if I'm not actually like hospitalized. Back in the day when I first heard of 5-2 and then read you know, the Every Other Day Diet by Dr. Krista Veraday and, you know, understood about 4-3 as well. It just seemed because I'd been on that diet train just like you, you know, restricting whatever. And it's like, well, if I only have to think about it three days a week. Right. I only exactly. have to worry three days a week I won't eat or I'll have the 500 calorie day, you know, day for five, two or for, you know, the original every other day diet ADF. I'm like, I can do that three yeah. days a week if I could just yes. be myself the rest of the time. That was yeah. very appealing. Yeah. And that was totally what, what I thought as well. And I was surprised that it actually, I actually really liked it. Like, because I think it was just something that worked with my brain. It was like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Today you're fasting, today you're not, you know? And I didn't worry about what I was eating so much. Like I did kind of try to cut back on sugar during the week, but you know, I was really like flexible with it. And probably from like the beginning, I, I would let myself have like five, two, once, once a month. Like if I had a trip or something, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't like so regimented about it. And I also joined a diet bet when I started alternate day fasting, a six month diet bet. Cause I'm like, I really need all the accountability I can have. And I also joined Instagram and like totally put my picture on there and my weights. I was like, who am I? I'm not the kind of person who like <laughs> shares ready. this kind of information, you know? Yeah. 
And it was crazy, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I don't recommend diabet, honestly, anymore. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it because I don't like putting a deadline on weight numbers anymore. Like it happened to work out just because of the rate I was losing. But I did kind of have to like manipulate things a little bit. Like there was a time that year, Thanksgiving, where I had a weigh-in two days after Thanksgiving and I had family coming into town for Thanksgiving. And so I still fasted on like the day before Thanksgiving. And then I ate on Thanksgiving day until Thanksgiving dinner. And then I went into a 72 hour fast right. right after Thanksgiving because of that. Right. I had also wanted to try that, but like I had all these leftovers in my fridge, just like calling to me for three days. I'm like, this is the dumbest idea, but I made my way in, you know? Uh, Well, I get (laughs) it. And, you know, back in the day when I was a teacher, we had the biggest loser competition several years in a row. And one year I won. I won it because I manipulated it. The day before the first weigh-in, like several days before that, I ate like crazy to get my weight as high as I could. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But then the first week I lost a ton of weight because it was all Mm -hmm. just that, you know. And then I would like not drink any water before I would. I mean, it was like ridiculous trying to get those numbers on the scale. So no, it, and that's probably part of why I don't like to weigh now. All those years of manipulating the number and just say, I "I can't, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally like game the system for sure. (laughs) I don't think I did, but I could see how you could do that. You can only do it for so long, though. Yeah. And a lot of people will do them over and over and over and over. So anyway, so like I said, I was on Instagram. And it's funny because a lot of people would use the hashtag delay, don't deny. Right. And I was like, oh, I like that. So I would put that on all of my posts. I'm like, I love that. That's like so perfect. And people were, you know, people would casually like mention your name and stuff and and I was like, I don't know who this person is. And I went onto your Instagram page. And at the time, there were mostly just pictures of cats on there. Right. That's still pretty much what you get. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, is this the right person? What? And then I, <laughs> so funny. it was funny. But I love that about you because you just are who you are. And I can't be, now I can't be have... anything different on Instagram. I see people who are like <laughs> making that transition into influencer. I'm like, here's my cat again and the sunrise. And the sunrise is good for you. That's the best I can do. (laughs) I'm a terrible Instagrammer. I don't do a lot on there. So, but it was funny. But I did figure out that you had a book and I I read it and I loved it because it was just so, and I had already read The Obesity Code at that point and The Fast Diet Book by Michael Mosley. Yeah. So I'd heard a lot of the research and I was kind of like, do I really need to read another book on fasting? Like, I think I know everything, you know, (laughs) just like, what else is there to know? But your book was just so like relatable, you know, it was like an actual person and your story. And, and there was some of the research and everything in there as well. And then soon after that, your Fast Beast, Fast Beast Repeat came out and I read that as well. And I was like, whoa, this is the best book on fasting. Oh, thank you. That was my goal. For sure. The most comprehensive I recommended to everyone, like, okay, you need to read this book. Like, this is what you need to know. So, yeah. well, thank you. I, that was what I wanted it to be the book that would stand the test of time. Like, I can remember all the years I tried to do low carb, and of course, it never worked, but I always went back to Atkins, right? Because that was the Bible that we had for low carb mm-hmm. for so long until the obesity code and the other books started coming out. But I was like, I want to write the book that 10 years from now people are going to go to about fasting. So, yes, and they definitely will. So, I hope so. Yes. Mission accomplished. 
So yeah, I love that. And I had already kind of gravitated towards clean fasting by that point because I just wanted to, I didn't want to buy the stuff anymore. I like, I'm not a soda drinker, soda drinker normally. So like, I didn't like having to take up the space in my pantry and have to keep buying it. I was like, nah, I'm done with it. And I, I was definitely, I don't remember being like, oh, my life is so much easier. But I remember being like, it's not hard, you right. know, like it's not hard like I thought it was going to be to go without the little things, you yeah. know, and definitely it it helps take that to another level. And I think just reduces your dependence on flavors for like entertainment, you know, yeah. so for sure. And uh, so by this point, like in April 2020, I had started my fasting YouTube channel because there weren't, so there's tons of videos on YouTube about alternate day fasting, but a lot of them are like one week, one month, you know? And they're all kind of like these outlandish claims. It's just like lost 10 pounds in one week, you know? And there just wasn't a lot of just like someone who'd been doing it a long time, give you the ups and downs and the real story and everything. And I also didn't see any like other moms that Mm -hmm. were doing alternate day fasting, specifically. And so that's why I named my channel what I did. Anyway, so I started sharing on there because I I had had a lot of people kind of help me on YouTube. Like it's just one of my go-to places for inspiration and learning things. So kind of wanted to pay it forward, I guess. And and it's been really great. Yeah. And then I hit my goal weight, which was 175 in June of 2020. But I didn't stay there long. So this is definitely one of those, yeah, you know, real life stories. So what happened was I got a kidney stone the next month in August. And I think between that, like I had to have antibiotics for the procedure that I had done. I had a lithotripsy, which they like break up the stone and I don't know, just like some kind of inflammation with all of that going on. And then I also had some fillings removed that fall. I had my amalgam amalgam fillings removed. Put in or enamel filling, Uh, the white. So like, I don't know how familiar you are with that, but like some people are just really sensitive to like the mercury that is in the silver fillings. And I think I am one of those people just looking back at my history and everything. But when you remove them, you can actually have more symptoms than when they're put in. So I think I had just some effects from that. And so my weight went up like 12 pounds. So January of 2021, I was up to like 186. And then that year... I just was trying to relose it and it was kind of like, nope, I don't want to go anywhere. Just going to stay here. So you're still doing four, three during that time. Yeah. I mean, I'd kind of like, I always kind of go back and forth between four, three and five, two, Mm -hmm. but I would say, I would say I stay around the same number of hours fasted every week because I track it on the life app and it shows you how many hours you fasted that week. So even when I do five, two, I'm still at around the same amount of hours fast. Okay. Yeah. So it was just hard. I don't know. It just didn't want to come back off. And so, but it did eventually come back down. And then, so I got down this past year in 2022, had gotten down to like 177. And then again, in like November, just a couple months ago, I kind of bumped up again a little bit. And then in December, again, a little bit more, 
So right now I'm like 183, Mm -hmm. 184. But it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, it's not that much, you know, like it feels like a lot, but like, really, it's only what, like eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably, you know, I don't weigh, you know, I haven't weighed myself since Mm -hmm. 2017, but if I did, I'm sure I would see probably very similar trends every year. You know, over the holidays, I bet my weight always goes up. I mean, I don't weigh, so I don't know, but I know what my honesty pants feel like. And then after January rolls around and I don't have any more celebrating, I think my weight gently comes back down. Then summer happens and I'm Mm -hmm. celebrating more, opening those windows wider. So I think I have like a couple periods a year, every year of ups and downs that are just normal for my body. I think that's true. Yeah. For me, I think that it's one of those delayed effects too. I think sometimes we're like, I don't see, because I do weigh every day. Mm -hmm. The reason that I weigh every day still, and maybe someday I won't, is I think because being tall, you can gain weight and not notice it as quickly. Probably. And so, but it's just as hard to lose. Right. (laughs) So it's like, I would rather keep a handle on it and know what's going on than, you know, figure out that I've gone way off the rails. And it's just for me an easier way to be accountable because like clothes and mirrors and pictures, even I can tell myself, no, 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 it's just a bad picture, just a different mirror, you know, like all that. But like the scale, I know that it lies, but it doesn't lie in the sense that it's a real measure of It's a great accountability tool. I am not anti-scale. And I, you know, I know you've heard me say that before. I just can't weigh. Because it just, it triggers my mind or whatever. If I got on the scale and saw a number, I might be like, well, I got a diet now so I can get a right. lower number, but really I don't. Exactly. It's just a matter of knowing yourself. But I, I, I wish so that too. I was was not like that, honestly. I mean, it's just a holdover from all the, the diet days. Well, and it's interesting too. Like, I feel like it it does tell you a lot if you do it every day, just because if you you know, spike one day, you're like, whoa, what happened? Like, and then you can kind of do your detective work. Like, what did I eat that may have done this? And you, you start, you start to notice, you know, trends and patterns. And so I think it can be helpful in that way if you can distance yourself from it. Well, that the the weekly averaging, I was able to, to weigh every day while I was losing weight and I weighed for the first year of maintenance. But it made such a difference to, you know, every week I calculated my weekly average. And that was right. the, the way I could distance myself from those fluctuations. But it was yeah. as time started to go on and I would, there was one period of time when I started weighing once a week because I'm like, I don't need to weigh every day. I don't know if I've ever even told this story on on the podcast, but you made me think of it with the diet bet mm-hmm. stuff. Uh-huh. So I, I went to weighing once a week. And it was Fridays. That was the day I had calculated my weekly average. So I'm like, well, I'll just weigh weekly on Fridays. And it was after the first year of maintenance. And I did that for a little while. But I found myself playing games on Thursday. Mm. I didn't want to eat on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't want to eat much on Thursday to try to get that Friday. I'm like, I'm trying to gain my Friday weight. This is not healthy. So that was Mm -hmm. when I went that whole year with not weighing again. And then, then I weighed in 2017 for the last time. But... It started to be, you know, unhealthy behavior surrounding, I'm getting ready to weigh tomorrow, so I better, you know, not eat whatever today. Yeah. And that's for sure what I felt like when I was doing the diet, but it was like, oh, the weigh-in's coming. I need to stop eating sugar. I need to, which is not a bad thing to stop eating sugar, but if you're doing it for that reason, just to manipulate the number on the scale, then that's not the right reason. 
So yeah, exactly. Totally agree with that. So you are still still on the four three five two. Yeah. Train. Have you ever gone back to a daily eating window? Well, I mean, I have for like experiments, kind mm-hmm. of for like a week at a time, or obviously when I'm on vacation, right. I will go to a, a daily eating window. And I just feel better when I do alternate day fasting overall. I will say that there is kind of that like grass is greener on the other side all the time feeling like, oh, it'd be nice to eat every day. But then when I eat every day, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better when I'm doing alternate day fasting, you know? So it's kind of like that internal struggle sometimes. But for me, like, and one of my biggest NSVs is that I used to get sick all the time. Like I had this thing where right before my period, I would get a cold. Like, I don't know what the scientific reason for that is. If I think there's like insulin resistance right before your, or just your, your, cycle starts. your body was busy doing something and it wasn't able to fight off stuff. Yeah. So I would just get a cold every month and sometimes it would be a little one. Sometimes it would be bad and last for like two weeks. So I feel like I was always sick. And ever since I started alternate day fasting, particularly, I just never get sick anymore. And I got sick actually just in December for the first time, like the worst that I'd been. And it was so like we went to Utah to see some family and we were there for a Christmas party. So it was just like two days. We left really early on Saturday and came back really late on Sunday And so it was like a lot of stress, a lot of not sleeping. And then also at the party, they had like this homemade hot chocolate. So it was like pretty much probably like heavy whipping cream and Uh, melted chocolate. (laughs) Oh, so good. But I was drinking it all day. So, you know, insulin spike all day long and stress and no sleep and probably being around people that had germs that got me sick like the next day. And because that was right before Christmas, I I had planned to like do some daily, you know, eating windows and go away from alternate day fasting. And so I stuck to that, but I got sick and I got sicker than I've been ever since I started fasting. And I've had COVID too. Like my husband like got since it really December, bad. like or, or prior to that. No, no, no. I had that in April, I think, of 2021. Okay. So yeah, and my husband got really sick, and I was all I had was like sinus pressure, mm-hmm. and I lost my taste and smell, but that was it. Like yeah. I was pretty much fine, but like this was I was wait, and you know what? I wasn't even that sick this last month, but I was sicker than I've been since. You know, it felt weird to be sick. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I do not like this feeling like having to cough all the time and not being able to sleep. And so anyway, but then when I got like the holidays were over, I was like, I'm going back to alternate day fasting. I'm going to get better now. And my husband actually got worse. He like got something different, like a flu. And he's like, I hope you don't get this. And I'm like, no, I'll be fine. Your body fights it off on (laughs) this fasting I was. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew I would be fine. And I was. So that is like, definitely one of the reasons that I do it. And I know other people fast on a daily window and have the same benefit. But for me, I just, I don't know. I need the longer fast the longer. for my immunity. For yeah. me, the the only times I've really gotten colds since I've been an intermittent faster have all been surrounding the holidays. It's always yeah. around Thanksgiving, Christmas. And I think it also has to do with extra sugar intake yep. too, and also the stress and eat yep. longer windows. But 
you know, this year I, I did, there was something kind of going around. Will had a little something weird feeling. Chad had a little bit me too, but we had it like for five minutes. Like we each were like, mm-hmm. oh, my nose is tickly. Sneeze, sneeze. Yeah. And then we were yeah. all better. It never really <laughs> settled in you know, for That's any of good. us. So yeah. we all are, are so healthy, but it's, it's so different from how it used to be. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I've, I'm one of those people that I've probably been on way too many antibiotics in my lifetime. And, and so I really try to stay away from them now because, right. you know, I'm trying to rebuild all the good stuff and, and I know that there's a place for them, but yeah, I, I definitely try to avoid. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I haven't needed one since, let me think. The last time I went to the doctor for illness, I thought I had strep throat. It was like maybe mm-hmm. 2016. I thought I had strep yeah. throat. So I went because my throat hurt and they're like, nope, it's the flu. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel bad enough for it to be the flu, but okay. But I was yeah. still, I was fasting at that point, but I didn't need an antibiotic. So I might not have taken an antibiotic since 2015, but I used to yeah. take them several times a year, which is why it's so you know shocking. I used to get frequent mm-hmm. ear infections. My yeah, throat would too. get infected. My sinuses would get infected. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had an infection since 2015. Yeah. And that's amazing because I used to I used to have the same thing with ear infections. And those are the worst. Yeah. Like if p- people have never had one, you don't know. Like I got them all the time. It's just the worst yeah. feeling. You feel so disoriented and like it's just so painful. Yeah. I do not miss those at all. No. But I really love the way fasting has helped me to stay healthy. That's, that's the best yeah. part. No, me too, for sure. And the one thing I was going to say just about, so like being right now, how the scale is up right mm-hmm. now. And it's I think January. It's a, we did just have the holiday yeah. season, right? Yeah. But like, again, so I've, I'm back on track, quote unquote, you know, as far as I'm back to my normal protocol, but, but my weight is still staying steady. Like right. it's not coming down. And I think that just happens to me. This has happened before. It's like, yeah, this time of year, I don't know if it's the holidays or because of everything that happened before and it accumulates or because of maybe sunlight and all mm-hmm. of that, you know, and who knows? You're just maybe a little less active this time of the year because yeah. we're staying inside. Yeah. But I think it's important really to take a step back because it's important like not to get too caught up in that and freak out because for one, I do have a lot of data that I can look back on and be like, Hey, this has happened before. It's okay. It'll work itself out. But also just to ask myself, like, if I were in an alternate timeline where I wasn't fasting, where would I be right now, right. you know? And how much would I weigh? Because I feel like I would have kept going up and more and down mm-hmm. and more, you know what I mean? I did. So I probably, I was like 10 pounds from being obese. I'm sure I would have been well into that category oh, by yeah. now. Yeah, that's where I was. I was obese and you know, all yeah. that yo-yoing kept going, yo-yoing higher and higher and higher. And you've never gone all the way back up again. You've never no. stopped. You've never gone all the way back up. Instead, right. you're kind of like trending around, you know, this yeah. maintenance range. And yeah, I yeah. know you wish it was a little lower. Yeah. But like, as you've talked about so many times, like, even if you wish that it was lower, what else would you do? Yeah. You know, like, what else would I, I'm already alternate day fasting. You know, most people are like, well, I should try alternate day fasting. Well, I'm already doing that. So there's not really anything more that I would do right now. Like, and I could obviously always do better with my eating, but I feel like I eat what I want to and I eat fairly healthy. And so I, 
yeah, I'm just doing what I want to do. And if I ever feel motivated to make a change, like that really internal motivation, then I will, right. but not just to lose weight. Right. You know? I get it. Because the way we live day to day is very important. Before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, my shoulder and I figured out it's yeah. not dairy and I have some things I'm thinking it might be. And I was like, what all has changed since I moved? Right. I didn't suddenly start mm-hmm. eating dairy when we moved, but what has changed? What could be different? Yeah. And you know, we were talking about like, if I did stop, I I lost weight when I was doing whole food plant-based, like I could Uh tell I lost weight, my waist measurement went down. So if I never ate, you know, dairy again or eggs or meat, I don't know, I would be like, I could, I don't know how much weight I would lose, but uh, it's not worth it. I'm happy where I am. Have you ever been tempted to weigh yourself when you thought you might've lost weight? (laughs) Not, no. not at all. We don't even have a scale. We do <laughs> not awesome. own a scale. We had a scale before we moved from Augusta. And it was like, one time I got this, it was like a doctor's scale. Because I read somewhere, the way to help with, with not being stressed out about the fluctuations, get one of those balance scales like they have at the doctor's office. Oh, yeah. Get on it every morning. Make sure no one else in your family touches it. And only move it if your weight is down. So you never have mm. to see the up, but you can see yeah. it going down. So I was like, well, that's great. So I would get on it and move it. And of course, I wasn't losing weight. So I, I lost interest in that. And then it ended up like in the basement and it was huh? in the pool house. And then <laughs> somehow it made it over to the other house. And when yeah. we moved, I was like, we're not taking that with us anymore. So we did not bring it. <laughs> well, those it. are pretty big too. <laughs> yes, it's big. And so I don't know what happened if we sold it in the state skit sale or Chad was also selling some stuff off on Facebook Marketplace, like maybe he got 10 bucks for it. I don't know. We do not own a scale at all. If I needed to weigh something, I would be unable to do it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Well, that's great. I think that's that's how you know that you shouldn't be weighing. Yeah. Because I feel like when I wouldn't weigh, I would always wonder what it was, you know, and there was always like this idea in my head. And then when you get that idea in your head and then you do weigh, you can really blow that out of the water yeah. if you're totally off. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to commit one way or another or I just be true. like. <laughs> yeah, because if, if I got on the scale and I didn't like the number, I would have diet thoughts swirling in my head. You know, I went to a yeah. new doctor and on the first visit. They're like, all right. I'm like, nope, not getting on the scale. Let me just tell you, I'm going to estimate. And they're like, well, yeah. okay. And that was fine yeah. with them. But I was going to fight them. You can tell you look them. healthy. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, they, they could tell I didn't have a weight problem. That wasn't my problem. Right. So yeah, they didn't need right. to know. Yes. 
So what other non-scale victories have you had? I know you mentioned that you don't get sick, which is fabulous. What else? Well, I think that just my relationship with food is so much better. And I am definitely a sugar sugar girl. I know a lot of it's funny because I always it's either salt or sugar. It seems like yeah. everyone's like, I like the crackers and the, this or, or the sugar. I'm the sugar side. So team sugar. But yeah, like before when I was in the crazy yo-yo days, I would be like, you know, it was always after Christmas. I got a lot of candy for Christmas. And so I'd be like, I have to eat all of this yeah. so that I can stop eating sugar, you know? And so I would eat all the good stuff, but then I would have to eat like all the chocolate chips because we'd have like chocolate chips in the pantry for baking, but I had to eat those. And then I would go to like the kids' garbage candy that I didn't even like, you know, just because it's like you needed some kind of sugar, you know? Have you ever seen that meme? It's like, I'm starting a diet on Monday. Step one, get all the bad food out of the house. It was delicious. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? You had to eat it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst strategy because then yeah. you're like in this super addicted state <laughs> trying yeah. to go off of it. Cold turkey. Yes. But I remember just being amazed. Like I bought some truffles at, I think like Ross, you know how they have like yes. the stuff when you're going on the checkout and I just threw them in my cart and I put them in the back of my pantry to hide them from the kids. And I was like up looking for something like a few months later. And I found that box of truffles and I was like, oh my gosh, like I just stared at it. I was like, I forgot about these. And I was just amazed that I had forgotten, you know, because that would have never happened before. Like it would always call to me Mm -hmm. all day and I would be searching, searching for things. And now it's just, I, and now it happens all the time. Like I just forget about the treats that I have stashed, hidden from the kids. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's huge. That was like me. I had a cupcake that someone gave me and I hid it. So no one else would eat it but me. And then I forgot about it and found it later. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how did I forget this cupcake was there? But it was a good cupcake. But it really is yeah. like so different from before when if it was in the house, it really did call to you. Yeah. And I think just like, honestly, I've, I think I have a piece with just a maintenance mindset because like I said, I'm not at goal weight but I don't really care so much, you know? And I think that that's amazing to me because I'm not like, I'm like, well, I'll get there or I won't get there. Maybe I'll have a different goal eventually. I don't know. But I remember this woman in a Facebook group I was a part of, and it was a fasting group, not yours. There were people doing a lot of extreme longer fasts and rolling, like rolling 48s, rolling 72s, all this stuff. And this one woman, she would always pop up like every couple of months and she'd be like, I need to lose 50 pounds in two months. Tell oh. me what to do. She's like, I'm starting a 20 day fast. Today. Oh no. You know, like yeah. there was, she was, but it was like, I would see the same woman. It's popping frantic. Up. It's, it's a frantic yeah. feeling. I remember that. And that is what really informed me about not wanting to do longer fast or, or why people should not do it. Because in the early mm-hmm. days of my Facebook group, we started in 2015. And then, you know, in 2016, I started the Delay Don't Deny Facebook group. In addition to I had the One Meal a Day Facebook group. But there were people in these early days that would come in and do like a 21-day fast or something. Yeah. And they would like lose so much weight in those 21 days. And then the every single one of those people 
always then ended up in a binge cycle where they regained mm-hmm. all the weight they lost in those 28 or 21 days plus more. And then they felt so much shame. And they didn't realize that that was their body fighting back from that prolonged restriction that wasn't good for them. And those people would cycle through over and over again. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. And and I think with women especially, because I think it really messes with your hormones and we are not designed to starve ourselves. We need to like reproduce and- And be, you know, have fat on our bodies for babies. So it's just how we're biologically designed. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of women go down that road and then they just disappear. That I've seen them just yep. disappear. 100%. Because, you know, everybody gets super inspired and they're like all gung ho and then they just go away. They're I'm gone. Like, oh, yeah. well, they back probably. back on the binge cycle. Yeah. And it's sad. Well, it's, it's the like, body fighting back. And then they, they yeah. feel the shame like they're so weak. But they're not weak, for goodness sake. They fasted for 21 days. I mean, that is, takes right. a lot of determination. But you can only yeah. fight your body so long. The body yeah. is going to win. Yeah, it's true. And I think what's sad about that is that it turns them off to fasting right. completely. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably never go back because it then creates just this fear of, and I think your body is mm-hmm. afraid of fasting too, because it's like, no, you can't stop eating ever again because yeah, you're going to kill us, you know? So that's, it's kind of sad. That's really, it is really sad to watch. And um, that was one of the reasons I was glad to, to be off of Facebook because just that, that whole mm-hmm. frantic mindset of people coming and going and coming and going and being desperate to lose, you know, a certain amount of weight by a certain amount of time. And I remember that for me, I remember being like that and feeling that way. But it never worked out. It never yeah. had a good end until I relaxed into the process. Absolutely. 100%. So when I relaxed into the process, I, I wasn't so tied to like outcome and numbers. Yeah. And Yeah. I've got a question for you. This is totally right. unrelated, but it's about uh, fasting insulin. So I okay. want to get mine tested. And I was going to ask you if you thought, so since I'm an alternate day faster, yep. do you think that you should... Like, should I test it the day after, the morning after I eat or the morning of the end of the fast? Well, you Do you think that that would make a difference? You definitely don't want to have eaten right before it. So Right. But like, I mean, the morning after, so I would eat dinner and then would you test it that morning after or the day after the longer fast? fast? Well, that's so interesting. No one has ever asked me that before. And I'm because I wonder if it would new things. <laughs> Well, it I'm just might. like, would that make such a big, would it make a big difference? You know what I mean? It and then might. like, would that be like manipulating the number? What, what's the more like accurate telling number? <laughs> I know. I would want it I twice. Know. I mean, and if you're going through walk-in labs, it would be interesting to have it done both ways. Yeah. I am curious. I feel like I would tend to do it after the fast. Like I would tend to do it deeper into the fast. Like after, you know, you, you've had your, your fasting day and then on the, the day of your up day that morning, go ahead and get it done then. That's going to uh-huh. give you the lowest baseline that yeah. you'll see. And if that number is high, then right. that would indicate, hmm, there's some work yeah. I need to do because that'll be, you know, theoretically, that would be the lowest it would be. So yeah. I feel like it would, you would have some value in seeing the lowest low. Because mm-hmm. if your lowest low sense. was nine, you know, yeah. even though that's in the quote normal range, it's not ideal. So that might yeah. make you think, huh, my lowest low is still not that low. So I might need to, you know, think about what I'm eating. It might motivate right. you to really not have the sugar. I don't know. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> think about yeah. the what. Mm-hmm. So 
I also believe when it comes to eating, unless you're really trying to, you know, address something like that, you know, the 60 days where I did whole food plant-based, unless you want to eat some way for like literally the rest of your life, I mean, you know, doing something therapeutically for a short time is fine, but eventually if you start eating and doing what you used to do, you're going to get back to the way you were. Yeah. That's why I had to stop doing keto. And yeah. I know that works fabulously for some people, but I'm like, if I'm going to just go like to one extreme to the other all the time, like it's not going to work. <laughs> Can't do that. Like I can see some therapeutic keto for a purpose and, mm-hmm. you know, get to, to get your insulin down. Now you can become fat adapted and then, you know, gradually. Yeah. But, but you can't go back to eating all day, all the time exactly. and all the food because it'll undo right. all of those positives. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get your fasted insulin. Let me know what happens. I'll be interested with that. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'd be interested to do it both ways just to see if there yeah. was a difference. I don't know how much variability there would be in that from day to day. I just don't know. And I am kind of curious if it would change with the seasons, like, you know, that my weight goes up at this time of year. Like, do I have higher insulin? Is it lower in the summer? Ooh, that's you know, like I would, I would be interested to do, it'd be nice if we could just all <laughs> easily get all the testing done we want to. Well, I know hormones make a difference. I, I do know and, that because, yeah. you know, since I've started hormone replacement therapy, you know, I had low fasted insulin in 2019. When I had it tested in July of 2022, it was higher. And then when I had it tested again three months later after starting hormone replacement therapy, it was lower than it had been in 2019. So hormones really do make a difference. You know, if you have PCOS or something like that, you probably have higher levels. You know, it's it's all connected. All everything Mm -hmm. in our body works together. And that's the part, you know, you could be sitting there telling a different story. You could be saying, oh, fasting doesn't work for me because I still Mm -hmm. weighed 183 this morning. And yeah. But instead, you realize, well, it is working for you in so many ways. You're yeah, not because I got sick. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And also, I had this mole that appeared on my face while I was fasting like a year ago. And within the last month, it went away. And I'm like, well, that's really weird because I just thought that I had this mole on my face and it was going to be there forever, you know? And then it went away. I'm like, was that something <laughs> that my body was taking care of? I don't know. I guess. But it's just it's just crazy. You never know, right? There's a lot of stuff we just don't see. We really don't. We will never know. That's the thing. You know, what could I be like right now if I'd never made intermittent fasting stick? Who would I be? Mm-hmm. What would, how would I be moving through the world? What conditions might I have developed? But you can't prove that that would have happened because I went a different way. Exactly. So, and you, you don't want to know. No. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to know. Well, I did have all those years of seeing what that did. It wasn't good, you know, yeah, 210 yeah, pounds and, and as unhealthy as I was, you know, I hadn't been mm-hmm. diagnosed with anything yet, but I know it yeah. was coming, right? Exactly. Me too. Me so, too. How about, how about your family? Is, have you inspired anyone else to start doing any fasting other than your YouTube channel? Not so much. Like some of them are interested and they're like, oh, you're doing so great. But not really. Some have sort of tried it here and there. But like, yeah, that's why I do my YouTube channel. I figure people can find me and, you know, if they're looking for the information and inspiration, they can find it. And because I'm not a good salesperson, I'm really not. I don't (laughs) I don't ever want to like convince anybody to do something. (laughs) So. You want them to want to do it, right? They should want to do it. If they're going to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, so far, not a lot of luck on the well, family front. I get it. I get it. And also, I bet, you know, your your approach with 4-3 seems daunting to people. Oh, yeah. And 100%. it seems a lot more daunting mm-hmm. than just, I just wait till later and then I eat every day. Exactly. So I think and, that probably yeah. has something to do with it. Because I hear over and over, just like you said at the beginning, it's it sounded daunting, but then you did it and yep. you loved it. I hear that from alternate daily fasters all the time. They're like, I didn't think I would like it, but then I love it. So people yeah, are like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's why I actually don't like telling people what I do because yeah. I know what it sounds like because right. it sounded the same way to me, you know? And I'm like, I promise I'm eating a lot, you know, like I'm fully satisfied, probably way more than you are because I remember when I was dieting and I was starving all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. this is not starving. It's definitely not. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So I would say that there's no time limit or deadline on health and it is a journey that lasts a lifetime and be willing to adjust your expectations. I love that. That's really the key. You know, the whole idea of, you know, is it working, right? If your Mm -hmm. only metric is what your scale is doing, it might not work for you. I'm just going to say it. If if the only thing you care about is the number on the scale, intermittent fasting might not work for you or it might not work for you for two years, but it's going to be doing things in your body. It never stops working in your body. And you have to look beyond that. You know, there's no time limit. Like you said, I love that or deadline and, and have realistic expectations and adjust them along the way. That's huge. And just don't stop. Yes, exactly. Tweak it till it's easy. Would you say it's, it's easy? I would say it's simple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not I like always that. easy. I, I like that. It's simple, but it's not always easy. It isn't yeah. always easy, is it? There's hard moments. Mm-hmm. There are, and there always will be. I think it depends on what your mood for the day is and what, what stressors are happening, but you know, but it's, it takes away a lot of decision fatigue. So, you know, overall it, it simplifies life. Absolutely. It really does. Yes, it does. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for telling your story today. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our two 
100th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser. 